It's time for another edition of the Sports Chumps. Ortiz fights it off center field. Damon run into the plate, and he can keep on running to New York. Look, if you had one shot, one opportunity, seize everything you ever wanted, one moment. Welcome to another episode of the Sports Chumps, episode five, Tuesday night in the studio. How you doing, Dean? I'm doing well. How are you, Mike? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. How was your week, weekend, past weekend? Ah, busy at work, so not, not very enjoyable, but got through it. That's good. That's Barely. Good. Made the squid, took home the squid? No, I don't make anything, but I, mean, I did my part. I let the kitchen guys take care of that, but uh, I, made, I made my quota, and then some. It was a, it was a busy week, and... Uh, Antonio's was, we overextended ourselves. Pay the bills, money under the mattress, a little cash for some drinks. Yeah, I wouldn't say I have my communion money, but I'm, I'm you know, not going to turn the electric off during this podcast. Things are good. I, I hope not. <laughs> I hope not. Either. No central air tonight. We don't need it. But I, I still have the Is system. the candle lit? The candle's not lit, but the system's on, but it's, it's I got the dehumidifier. You like the candle lit last week, huh? Yeah. It's the ambiance. Keep you guessing. The ambiance. That the I, same scent? I, it's still lavender lemonade. I just don't want you to assume anything. That's lavender all. lemonade. Who picked that out? I did. Well, I mean, it's, I'm solo. I'm stag over here. Nobody else picked it out unless, yeah, you know, mommy took a ride with me. Yeah, but stag. <laughs> you're very stag. You're the only person that's been in this basement. It's been... No, I, I, I'm, uh, and, I'm honored and privileged to be down here. Good to have you. I, I, when I do come here, though, I do have to say it's immaculate. It's clean. I feel like, though, when I walk in, someone's at the door taking the ticket to walk in the museum. I feel like I got to walk on air over here. No, I, I don't want... I, I feel bad that you say that because I don't want you to feel no, like you got to walk on I don't feel bad. Egg, you got to walk on eggshells. It's the same thing in my house. But then there's certain things that you even fuss over that I don't fuss over because you always take the shoes off when you're coming in and that doesn't bother me. Well, I me, do so. that at everybody's house. Okay. I respect that's, it that's, and you can continue to do it. I think that's an it. Italian thing. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm Paisan and I don't, I don't take my, mine off. All right, so Just checking. My, my, my Nikes are staying on, but it's all good. Shout out to all listeners out there. You can check us out at thesportschumps.com. You can email Micah Dean at thesportschumps at gmail.com. Check us out on all social media. Just search the Sports Chumps. We are on SoundCloud. Search the Sports Chumps. This podcast will be up by tomorrow. I'm going to I'm gonna edit it. I'm going to put it up for those of you that missed it. Friends out there, pass it around. We are going to be on every Tuesday. This episode will be up on SoundCloud. Let's start the sports chumps off with a little talk about the NBA Finals. Suns are up 2-1. Game 4 tomorrow night, 9 p.m. The Bucks 120-100. That was a blowout the last game. What's your, uh, what's your opinion on this, on this uh, Finals moving forward? Well, I think as far as on the Phoenix side, it looks like, and correct me if I'm wrong because we've been doing this for about five weeks now, it looks to me like they always seem to get out ahead. 
whether they're up 1-0, 2-0, they always seem to get that jump, and then it seems like the other teams are always playing catch-up, which is great for Phoenix and Monty Williams and CP3. Um, I, I, I'm still picking them. I still like them. But if you're asking me what you are right now, I kind of like the way Milwaukee played the other night. It, lo- it looked like they found a little uh, little glitch in the uh, in the armor for, for Phoenix, and they definitely seem to put the clamps on uh, on Devin Booker, who was 3 for 14 for 10 points, I believe one for eight from three-point land. So they definitely found something there. I did say that once uh, the Greek freak gets uh, gets going, he's unstoppable. I truly believe that. I yeah. truly believe once he gets going, it takes a while for him to get going, but once he gets going, he's unstoppable. Well, it's just like everything else I tell you, not just in sports, but in life. It's just just be who you are. You're not a three-point shooter. You're not a jump shooter. He wants to get going. He wants He wants to go downhill. He wants to get to the basket, and I, I thought you made a great point last week as I was listening to our, our episode, and you know, I think sometimes you do get caught in the 80s, but you made a good point. Nobody has that sky hook anymore. Nobody has a Kareem shot. You would think some of these guys at this level these days would develop something, a, a, a gimmick shot. You know, even Magic had the little mini hook. He got yeah. that off of Kareem, and it, you know, did he need it? No, but it, it's just another element, another thing you have to stop, and you made a good point last week with the Greek Freak. He becomes a little one-dimensional where it's just spin, move, spin, move, spin, move, but uh, he, he spinned and spun his way to 41 points and a, and a nice double-double. And he also had 41 points in the game two loss. So he's definitely trending upward right now. The, the times the time that I do spend watching the NBA Finals, I still don't see that eye, the eye of the tiger, that I want to just dominate and just get this. I want to win. I want the championship. I want the, the hard way. I want it. I want it. it, it it, it, they're still not – they're your enemies. It, it did look like the other night I saw a couple of plays where Giannis down on the box, he was determined. Where I think he had Crowder. He pinned him. He had him on his hip, and he was just taking him down, and there's just nothing you can do. And Crowder's a good defender, a legit NBA defender. He can defend multiple positions, and Giannis just took him on the box, and it was just – it's a layup. He's just so long at 6'11 with, with long arms. He, he's pretty much unstoppable. The Bucks are favored by four going into this, uh, this, this game. Am I correct? Well, you are correct, but um, – I told you earlier, the games haven't been close. I think the series is good at 2-1, but the games itself have been blowouts. You saw 120 to 100 the other night, and the two games in Phoenix, um, the Suns won both games going away, so we haven't had that four-point spread yet, but we'll see what happens in uh, game four tomorrow night. It's going to be really interesting. This is usually where somebody gets close to the Suns, and they win that next game and go up 3-1, and then you're still chasing them. So they always seem to have that edge, and, and that's how they've been playing the whole way. I want to stay consistent. You're still going with the Suns. Am I, am I correct yeah, even, on that assumption? E- even after what I saw the other night, a 20-point blowout, I'm, I'm sticking with Phoenix and CP3, and I still think it's his time. And, and I and I like their mix right now. DeAndre Ayton's playing well uh, in the middle. And like I said, Crowder on the wing with um, – with the players they've got right now, with Cam Johnson off the bench and uh, Cameron Payne backing up CP3, I still like the mix they have there. Um, one little injury with uh, Torrey Craig's got a little bit of a knee issue. He's the guy we talked about. He's getting hardware no matter what. It's a sick thing. <laughs> yeah, but he does want to come thing. back. And I'm, the, not, I'm not okay with that. Uh, well, listen, I'm not okay with that's that. That's just the rule. Those are the uh, rules. That's so a bullshit he, rule. He's getting hardware. Whoever made that rule up that, that day was was not thinking. Well, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I would, well, my, my question would be, does he get two rings because if he wins say he wins the series with phoenix you get a ring even for the win in the eastern conference finals does he get a ring for that too i i don't know but like i talked about before playoff shares all that there's going to be an asterisk in the history books with that 
It's, there it's, has to it's, be. It's, it's, an, it's, it's a weird situation, a little unorthodox. But um, So Torrey Craig right now is questionable. He's got a little bit of a knee issue, but they definitely need his defense and his energy and his ability to occasionally hit a three from the outside. Um, I do want to mention one other major injury uh, of, of a bench player. Phoenix lost Dario Saric in game one. I think he believed he tore his ACL. Oh. So now, well, the problem is now... One player that's not in that rotation sort of throws everything off. So now those minutes are going to former Wisconsin All-American Frank Kamitsky. He comes off the bench, gives them a little bit of energy, got a little bit of length, 6'11". Sort of a pick-and-pop guy that can shoot the three. But Saric was a 20-10 uh, a and 10 guy when he came up with the sixes about seven or eight years ago. So it's a big loss for Phoenix. Do you think tomorrow night at 9 p.m. at about 11, 11 p.m. we're going to know who the actual Winner is going to be. Do you do you think that whoever wins this game tomorrow night is going to be the NBA champion going further down? I'll tell you one thing. If, if Milwaukee can win tomorrow night, I definitely like their chances as far as... Well, they're just going to pull the air get, right out of the getting, Suns. Well, getting back into the series, but I've seen Phoenix at 2-2 before and they win that next game. They've been tough. They never seem to be down in a series. So until, they, until someone beats them four and they got the home court... I'm going to ride the Suns. If it goes to a game seven, I still like Phoenix. Somebody needs, somebody in the series needs to, to, to grow a set. Okay, I'm going to be a little mean here. To grow a set and get that bad boy Detroit Piston killer instinct. No blood, no foul. I don't care if there's technicals or anything. Close lines, Rick Mahorn. Let's do something it. Lampier. In the stands, let's do it. Yeah. You're in the stands, you're beefing, you're winning. Yeah, well, you I'm, want it. I, then, after, then after you do all that, you could say, okay, let's go get a beer now. Yeah. After, don't, let's let's not do it during the game. After we go, we're not going to do sides. Magic Johnson, Isaiah Kiss, and all that. We don't. That stop. Well, it's funny. Even though they did that Kiss thing back in the eighties, those guys did have the eye of the tiger. They knew how to win. So that was even that that era. Those guys knew how to win championships. But the kissing thing. All right, stop it now with the kissing. Yeah, like whatever you do afterwards, I, I'm with you. Do whatever you want. If you guys want to go bang a steak or a ribeye later on, yeah. that's fine. You can whack it up. But before the game, yeah, enemies you know, during the game, forget enemies. It. It's, it's I want to see Dr. J, Larry Bird choking. I th I think CP3's got the eye, and I told you that about two weeks ago when it looked like it was getting away from them a little bit. He comes up with a 41-point effort in, in round two, and uh, no turnovers. So uh, I think it's his time, and I, I still believe that. Wow. I'm still going for the Bucks. That's fine. Moving on, USA basketball. The struggle is real with the USA basketball team. They lost two games in the exhibition series. That's, to me, that's you can't do that. You're the United States of America, you can't lose any games they're 54 and 2 since 92 now they're 54 and 4 yeah obviously you know as we update and do this show right now it's embarrassing they're, they're laying the wood to argentina all right great but they just lost the other I mean, listen you can lose a game it can always happen but to lose two games back to back and let me tell you something i watched it they were trying to win it wasn't like they just rolled the balls out and said hey you know what it's just an exhibition they were trying to win and let me tell you something to lose to an australian team which by the way doesn't have ben simmons on it because he's a basket case right now he's supposedly in the gym working on his jump shot but they did it with a mix of nba journeymen <laughs> like joe angles who I like Joe Ingles from Utah, a nice role player. Patty Mills, who's played for Popovich forever. You know, they're doing it with, with smoke and mirrors, and they really beat up USA, USA pretty good. And that's going to really go to the credibility of Durant and Tatum. Are these guys leaders? I love Popovich as a coach, but are they tuned, have they tuned him out already? And let's be realistic. Their season's just ended. They're trying to put a team together on the fly. But no excuses. There's talent there with Draymond Green and uh, Jeremiah Grant. There's plenty of players. What do I call team. it? The B League, the G League, the C League? What league did I call it? You call it the It's the G League. And you call you get it the ten B guys, League. You can get 10 guys from there, and they're going to do better than the team doing right now. They won't lose. You know why? Because they, they have that killer instinct. They want to make right. it. They want to prove themselves. Right. These, these chumps. 
The, what, no, what's no going pun, on? No pun intended. But obviously, if you're going to lose a couple of games, lose them. I'm, and I'm saying it's a good thing. But if you're going to lose a couple of games, lose them in this exhibition series where it doesn't matter. Obviously, as we watch them right now, you're looking at a team and saying, how could we even think that we're, we're metal material right now? Forget about silver and bronze. We're, we're, we're nowhere right now. So let's see if they can turn it around. They're up 25-30 on Argentina right now. So we'll see if that, that gets them headed in the right direction. Far from Chuck Daly in the Dream Team, that's for sure. Very far from that. Not even on the same atmosphere, playing or anything you want to call No, I mean, everything's... I miss Chuck Daly. I do too. Everything's predicated and measured. Perfect hair. Everything's... Yeah, nice suits. Nice suits. Nice suits. Everything's measured on that 92 Dream Team. We're never going to see that again. No. But they put I'm a, glad I lived in that era. But 30 years later, they've still put together some good squads that should be able to, to, to win a gold medal. And I'm not and, seeing And all I these people right do this comparing. They, you got Jordan Pippen, and you, you got these five guys, and then you got LeBron and all these people. Oh, the, Le, the LeBron side's going to beat the Jordan side. Oh, the Durant side's going to beat the Jordan side. They can't even beat the, the Australian team. Well, don't forget, I, I told you this in the pregame tonight that don't forget, not everybody partakes in it. No, I'm just saying, LeBron's 36 now. He needs to rest, but he's not playing no, in the Olympics. don't no, give I'm, me that shit. I'm, he I'm, needs I'm just, to rest. That's no, bullshit. No, all right. Don't well, start with the... All right, well, either way... He, no, rest. but either way, he's not playing. My point no, is... No, I know he's not. Not all the, great, the greatest players in the world are on this site he's right now. He's not playing because he's protesting, That's, which he shouldn't right, be doing. So don't protest. Doing, play ball. But I'm just saying that the minutes are there for these guys that are like kind of like rotational guys in the NBA. All of a sudden, there's a kid named Keldon Johnson on the Olympic team right now. He plays for Popovich, played one year for Calipari at Kentucky. I think he He's a nice player, but I was shocked when I saw that not only was he on that roster, but he's getting minutes. So that just tells you some of the guys that would be playing. I don't believe Harden's there. I know he had a bad wheel. And, you know, of course, I'm not going to uh, Kyrie. I know nobody wants Kyrie, but I'm just saying that they got a lot of guys that could be playing that would make them a lot better that are not there. I'd have to believe Jalen Brown would have been on that team if he didn't break his wrist also. So no why, excuses. Why wouldn't James Harden want to be there? He has. Well, he, he ha needs to prove well, himself. No, but he he was playing. I'm on not saying he's not a great. He's a great one-on-one no, -on -one player. but he was playing hurt in that last series. I think he's uh, toast for the year. He, 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 uh, that could go to him being How hurt is he? Well, it, 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 how he, hard is he? He ate his way out of... Well, first of all, he ate his way out of Houston. He's out of fat and out of shape, Whose fault probably. is that? His own. Okay. But he's no use to the USA right now if he's on one wheel and he's out of shape. So but he's he's irrelevant. Do you, do you think... I, I, this is going to sound pretty mean. Do you think that a lot of times, like a lot of these plays, when, when things don't go their way, and like, for instance, Harden, as soon as he hits... The, to me, Harden, when he hits the playoffs, he, he disappears. Yeah, I'm not sure I want to be down a foxhole with him. He's not my kind of guy. Do you yeah. think that they fake a lot of the injuries just because they... they they sucking and they want to just stay away? I've seen games in the playoffs when he was with Houston where it looked like he just blatantly quit. And it's and it's hard for us right here. No, okay, on, so you know what that's called? That's called a bitch. Yeah, no, it's hard for me to sit here on a microphone and, and try to decipher or say what's in somebody's heart and say somebody's not hustling because I am not inside of that person. But with, the, with my eye test tells me that I've watched hard and many a times quit. And that's why when he was on the trade block earlier in the year, I did not want him to come to Boston. And I still have no regrets that he's not a Celtic to this day. Oh, God, no. Red Auerbach be turned over in his grave. Absolutely. Ed Cooley. Ed Cooley's first, recru first recruit, LaDante Henton. He's returning to the Friars with a special position. What's that position, Dean? All right, so LaDante Henton, obviously, yeah, like you said, Cooley's first recruit when Cooley got here 11 years ago. Um, he was probably, to me, one of the one of the quiet superstars ever to play at Providence because he, people don't really even know who he is. He quietly came in as, as Ed's first recruit, started from day one, you know, averaged you know, very uh, pedestrian numbers for his career, 14 points and eight, eight rebounds a game, but he played every game, 30-plus games, four seasons, never got hurt. 
He was a 2,000-point scorer and a 1,000-rebound guy. Only other Friar ever to do that was Ryan Gomes, All-America in 2004. But to answer your question, he's coming back with Ed on the staff as a special assistant to Cooley. So I'm going to guess he's going to do some scouting, go out there and help with recruiting. Um, He's from Lansing, Michigan. I think he would maybe go into the inner city and see if he can get some players from the area that he lives in and help out with recruiting. I think he's going to be a real asset to the program. I had this discussion the other day with a buddy of mine, and you're probably going to disagree with me, but if you're an excellent basketball player and you have Ed Cooley talking to you, okay, and you you tour the Providence Providence College campus and then you you leave the grounds and you tour around Providence, then your next trip is to Miami. You go to Miami. You're in, you're, you're, in, you're in the college or the university. It's great. You tour outside of the university. It's even better. They, they want you in Providence because they, they never get to, to quite the right person. But the problem in Providence, I believe, is there's nothing for them to go to. There's nothing for that. There's just PC, and that's it. And once you leave the grounds, it's over. And I know that people, might, people that are listening might be living in Providence. I'm not saying all of Providence is bad, but... If, if I'm a parent and I have a son or a daughter that's going to Providence College, the first thing I want them to do is be safe. And unfortunately, around Providence College is not safe. I don't think I can disagree with you on that. Let's talk about what's inside the, the campus. Unbelievable you do, you, campus. Okay, so you have a great campus, nice facility. They've upgraded the basketball, the soccer, all the sports. I mean, they, they've done an unbelievable job lacrosse, the whole nine yards. I wish they'd bring baseball back to Providence, got rid of it after the 97 season. But I, I, I do agree with you, but I would say this. There's a, lot of, there's a lot of pluses, and I understand you want your kids to be safe. I understand that. But um, doesn't some of it come down to playing time if you've got an opportunity to play for Ed or you're going to go to Miami and play for Jim Larinager and sit on the end of the bench? Just depends. You want to go to the ACC? You want to go to the Big East where you've got a chance to play? So your you, son or daughter is going to PC. They have a chance to go to PC. They have a chance to go to Miami, Florida, the Florida Gators, okay? And you go with your son or daughter, and you tour the campus, all right? And they're going to get playing time at both schools. Where are you sending them? Uh, uh, yeah, again, good question. If all things are equal, I'd probably send them where I know they're going to be safer. Not send them where you're going to give your opinion. To. I, I would No, I, obviously I would want them to be happy, but I'd probably prefer they go where they're safer. I'd probably have them go to Florida. Now, it's funny you mentioned the Florida Gators. That's a little different than when we were talking two minutes ago about the Miami Hurricanes. We've seen many documentaries, the 30 for 30s on the, the, the U, yeah. and, all the, and all the guys they had playing for them. Of course, unfortunately, the late Sean Taylor was a safety at Miami. Got, got shot a few years ago while he was a safety for the Redskins. They, they hang around those, those areas with their friends from before because they feel like they owe it to them. They get with the wrong crowds. That area is not the greatest either, but I know, I know the philosophy. I'm not shitting on Rhode Island about. because I'm from Rhode Island. I love Rhode Island. But all I'm saying is that these players, whether they be male, female, whatever they want to be called, they need to be in their surroundings and feel comfortable. And right now, the city of Providence is not a comfortable place to be. No, I, listen, I agree with you. I, maybe it's different for us. We're not parents. We don't have kids. But you live a little closer to it. I'm in Johnson. You're in North Providence. But I think I, I do have to agree with your sentiment on it, and it makes a lot of sense. Um, I just want to say something. As you're talking, not to get off off the path because we're going to get into the All-Star Week, but I'm looking up on the screen. Uh, are you I looking know. at the game? Yeah, or are, you, no, are you focusing both, on the show? What's both, going on both, here? Both. It, it ties into the show, but you know I'm a big um, entertainment guy as far as watching shows. So as you look up right now, you're probably saying, who's that, that dude singing the national anthem? You'd be like, I have no idea. I can't see it to be honest okay well the funny part is if i'm not mistaken and these glasses are new um 
That guy's. Uh, you, got new, you, you got new? Not like yesterday, but these are like a, a month and a half. What you yeah. got on Oakleys? No. Ray Bans? No. What are they? Thirty-nine dollar <laughs> glasses? No. No. The, where'd you get them? What I are got they? Them from my eye guy. What What's do you the mean? Where'd I get them? What's I, the brand? I don't know the brand. I didn't look. I you don't bought look at the something brand. you don't know what you bought? I just said, give me as long as my eyes I can see. I don't care about the brand. They're not Oakleys. They're not Versace. But can I get back to the guy with the name with the anthem? He's on that show Bull that I watch on Monday nights. I just wanted to say that he's a lawyer on the show Bull with Michael Weatherly, who used to be a a coach with Mark Harmon on NCIS. But he's I, I'm saying to myself, how oh, is he singing the National Anthem? They, Mary J. Blige wasn't available? What are we doing over here? We're at Coors Field, and we got the lawyer from Bull singing the, the anthem. Just right. thought I'd lay that in a little, you know. It has nothing to do with what's going on, but we'll move on. No, but it tied into the game. Yeah, I yeah. guess. All right. I'm still concerned about the glasses. Let me see the side. Turn to the side. If I take them off. Let, me see, see the, let me see them. Okay. Let me see. Come right. on. Jesus. All right, you're listening to the Sports Chumps here. Mikey Nails, Dean the Dream. I got my glasses off. I can't see like an inch in front of me, but he's trying to get brands and stuff, and I don't think he can see it either. So I can see it. Are they brandless? Club level designs. They weren't thirty nine beans. I club, can promise you that. Club level designs. They weren't wow. five beans either. But club level designs. No, they're they're sharp. They're sharp. They're decent. They're sharp. I like them. Uh, uh, let me ask they're you a sharp. question. Because no, uh, this is a good topic for a second. Where where'd you get yours? What does it say on the side of them? Uh, hold on. Well, you can't see that. I can't see that. I like them, though. They're nice. You can't see what that says? You no. blind motherfucker. You can't really, see that? Re- um, no, I can't. In that little box. Yeah, no, you I, can't. I can't see uh, that. How about if I pull them back? No. It says Ray-Ban. Okay, is that a good brand? I don't I don't know. S- stick with your club level. Designs. I didn't want to insult the guy at the eye place. I'm not insulting I, you. I, I, I like them. No, I, not me. I didn't want to insult the guy when I bought I said, just give me something nice. I want Who's your eye doctor? Good. His name's Jimmy. Hey. <laughs> Jimmy. Not Jimmy Whispers either. <laughs> I mean, where are we God. going with this? I know a guy. By the way, my, my new eye doctor is uh, Figueroa. He's tremendous. And he sent me to, you know, the, to get my glasses. And that's where I went. And um, Listen, I, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. I stick with, with one one mechanic, one eye doctor. One, you know, I don't, I don't deviate. I, I'm, I'm consistent. You're consistent? All right. We're going to move on. Speaking of the national anthem at the All-Star game, we're hitting the All-Star break in Major League Baseball and... For all you Yankee fans out there, the Red Sox are still ahead by a game and a half, although they did limp into the All-Star break. Unfortunately, though, they're still ahead. Yeah. And I know all you I know all you Yankee fans out there, if you are listening, you, you hate when I say that. Despise it. Well, I think I told you this before. Is that you, the Red Sox lost four out of six last week. Of course, two out of three to Otani and the Angels. But they came home to play, to play the Phillies over the weekend after a day off on Thursday. The Phillies actually got hit with a little COVID outbreak on Sunday, and their starting pitcher couldn't pitch. Their third baseman was out, and they bullpenned it with six arms and beat the Red Sox. That's a game the Red Sox are going to win before the break. On the flip side, though, the Yankees went into Houston, one of the best teams in baseball, and laid the wood. They won two games back-to-back. Garrett Cole threw a shutout. They bullpenned another game. Shut the Astros' offense down, no runs in two games, and they were about to sweep them in the third game on Sunday, up uh, 7-2 in the ninth, and their bullpen exploded. I don't think they used Chapman in that game because maybe he was unavailable, but Chad Green gave up a walk-off homer to Jose Altuve and um, saved the day for the for the Astros over the weekend. So that was a tough loss for the Yankees. Red Sox better... It was a great loss for the Yankees. It was a tough one for the Yankees, but a great loss if you don't like them. But let me tell you something. Coming out of the break, the Red Sox go there Thursday for four games starting in Yankee Stadium, and mm. it looks like the next 15 to 20 days, the Red Sox play the exclusively play the Blue Jays and the Yankees. So you're going to find out a lot about this ball club in the second half of the season when we really... Really get going. Who, who, who are you picking to uh, win win the division here? 
Oh, well, Tampa's on that little trend where they're starting to trend upward again. And you know, after the Tyler Glasnow injury, they look like they were trending downward, but they're starting to get hot again. And when they get hot, they're really tough. There, I think they've won seven out of eight, so they're starting to get up there again. Um, I hate to say it, I think this, I think they're going to win the division, and I still think Boston has a chance at a wild card. And you know, the Yankees or Toronto, not both, not both teams. Somebody's going to be, uh, somebody's going to be golfing in October. Yankees. Yeah. Well, you yeah, picked them to win the World Series three weeks ago. Home run derby, Pete Alonso, back-to-back wins, beats out Trey Mancini. I mean, I was I was rooting for the Italian. Oh, you have to. You root for the Italian, especially for, for many reasons, and we talked about this. Um, I mean, I, they, they hit bombs. No, bombs. Oh my God. I mean, bombs. And listen, I'm not a derby guy. You, you know I've been telling you this. I got called into work last night, and I wasn't heartbroken that I couldn't see the derby, but obviously I did my homework, and I watched it over on the replay, and they were hitting moonshots. There was no there was no cheapies. I mean, they weren't just barely making it over the left field, right field wall. What was the longest one hit, do you know? Somebody did hit one. I think Soto, uh, Juan Soto hit one like 520. First round, twenty four bombs. Is that was that I thought Otani hit twenty eight and he was out in the first round. I don't I, even. I, I thought. Oh, maybe I'm wrong. Otani, I think, lost twenty eight, twenty seven to Soto or something like that, okay. or something similar. But I mean, obviously, everybody thought it was going to be Otani's night. Yeah. Alonso seems to live for that moment. With the, the funny thing is, all these guys won the home run derby, but all all the action was thrown on Otani. The the guy's just a walking. He's just he, we just we've he, just he, never seen this before. No, you we've never, never seen this well, before. It, we've never seen it, and you're never going to see it again. Probably not. And when we get into the game in a few minutes, I'll give you my opinion on you know what I think his future should be. We know what the present is. He's trying to burn the candle at both ends with a two-way oh. player. But as far as the Derby, the Trey Mancini thing was a great story. Just the fact that he's even out there. He missed all of 2020 in the truncated COVID season uh, with uh, colon cancer, and he beat it. And he's healthy. He's hitting homers again, driving in runs. Unfortunately on an absolutely dreadful Orioles team, but he is definitely the story of the season. I'm already giving him comeback player of the of the, the century for, for coming back from that and being productive again. But Pete Alonso did uh, persevere and get through it, and he wins the million-dollar purse, which is more than his salary. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that none of these home runs were steroid home runs. What's your opinion on that? Do you have Do you have an opinion on that? I haven't thought about it, but I'm going to be that naive guy that's on the premise now that because they're testing that these guys, for the most part, are clean. Do I think they take something? I told you this before. I yeah, think everybody takes something, do. whether it's the little greenies or the little jelly beans, something to keep them going to play 162 games. That's natural. But uh, I don't think people realize how hard it is to play 162, 162 games of Major League Baseball. You play one game every Sunday. And I'm complaining to you about, like, this hurts, yeah, that you're hurts. A puddle. And you're a, a puddle. total mess. Puddle. And I'm a spectator half the time. I had to run out in left field. Oh, we'll get into it. It, was, it wasn't pretty. But no, you're right. These guys do it, but they, they, that's what they—that's their livelihood. That's what they get trained, you know, and paid to do. Oh, you know I, what? I think I asked you this too before. I'm wonder. I'm just wondering. I don't have the numbers in front of me. What were the what were the um? Well, Otani was favorite to win. Right. Uh, not, I didn't mean the odds. What were the ratings after Otani oh, lost? I'd love to see Did that. people just all of a sudden just say, all right, I'm done with this because Otani's not in it? It still was very exciting to see Alonzo go at it. I know Trey Mancini's not a household name, but just that story was great, too. You had Griffey there. I think Griffey handed Alonzo the, the, the trophy. Oh, it was nice. a really good thing. And by the way, I did want to mention one thing to you. I almost text you to ask you because I, I guessed it. Took me a while. I was wondering why every guy in the ballpark last night, whether they were participating in the festivities or just there well, the, for the, fun, the, everybody was wearing forty-four. But did you see that every? Did you see the balls that were going out? Every hitter that hit hit a ball, they they 
it was autographed. Their ball was autographed. Every ball that I did not. So so if Otani cool. was batting, all his balls were autographed. That's cool. That's I, that's cool. Yeah. That's not what I was going to say to you. I was wondering why everybody wore forty four. And then I guessed it. And then I finally heard them say it was because Hank Aaron passed away in the last few months during COVID, and um, they were honoring him because he's one of the legendary, of course, to me, still at seven hundred and fifty five home runs, the all time leader in home runs, not Barry Bonds. No, asterisks. All that, day, all day, yeah, all day. Asterisks. I don't even, I don't even. That's cons- that's my new thing. If you just mention a player on asterisks. Yeah, I mean, Babe Ruth had seven fourteen. Uh, Aaron had seven fifty five. He's the all time, and he's a gentleman. He was a great guy, and he went through a lot in his era to even get to where he got. Not, not to uh, change the topic, but I, I'm actually not changing the topic. I was watching Pluto TV. I know you probably don't know what that is. It's a streaming. It's a free streaming service, and I was watching Johnny Carson. They have all his shows. One of his guests, Lou Brock. Another guy's a, guy's a gentleman. It's funny you mentioned Brock because he he fell in that the last year, unfortunately, with COVID, not because of COVID, but a lot of legends, Hall of Fame has passed away, whether it was Lou Brock, Bob Gibson, his teammate, Tom Seaver, Hank Aaron, and unfortunately, many others. It was a, it was a tough year. Yeah, COVID did a lot of people in. God, God rest their souls. It's awful. It's, it's an awful, awful. Let, let's for, for those of you that don't think that there was a COVID or whatever, there was. Yeah, trust let, me. let's hope we're on the back nine there and, yeah. and at least trending. Again, I keep saying trending, but let's get in the right direction with that. You know? Sox had a pick in the amateur draft. Their pick was Marcelo Mayer. What's, what's this guy all about, Dean? Marcelo Mayer. Well, first of all, I, I'm excited. I'm disappointed. I'm sort of torn right now because obviously, let's face it, it's not like the NBA where I pretty much know all the players. These kids are coming from high schools. We don't see them. We don't know much about them. But I will say this. I did my homework on the on the, on the amateur draft, and I got to say, I got to say, I did not see this one coming. Um, the, the negative vibe I have about it is I think I told you for the last couple of weeks, I believe that because the Red Sox haven't developed a pitcher since since they drafted John Lester in 2002, wow. a legit pitcher, unless you want to say Clay Buckholtz in 2005 as the compensatory pick for losing Pedro Martinez, by the way, to the Mets. Um, I was hoping the Red Sox would go with an arm, and I think I had mentioned to you Al Leiter's kid for a couple of weeks, Jack Leiter. I thought he was going to be the play at number four, and I can't say the Red Sox made a mistake because he was he went to Texas at two, so there was no chance of getting him. What I did see in the mock draft is this kid, Mayer, was supposed to go number one. So obviously, the Red Sox at four got the guy who was supposed to go one. 18? He's 18 years old. Six foot three, 188 pounds. He's a left-handed hitter. They say he's got five-tool potential. He's the real deal. Did you, you see him play yet? Did I've seen highlights of him. He's, how's he's, his swing? He's got a pretty swing. Yeah. They're trying to say it's got a little Griffey-esque. bit. Griffey-esque? No, they, they didn't go that far. They went a little bit. I mean, it's not a rough swing. It's not a pretty swing. It's a little more Chipper Jones-like. Ooh. That's okay, Ooh, right? Yeah. And I think I mentioned also this to you before. With baseball, you know you're not. He's an 18 year old kid. He has his body hasn't filled out yet. Probably not going to see him in Fenway if he ever makes it for four or five years. I don't think that has any impact on the fact that they already have a shortstop with Xander Bogart. Bogarts. You draft the best player and you worry about positions later because he is six foot three. Definitely a candidate to eventually someday move to third base, and they can always move Raphael Devers, who struggles defensively at third, or cross the diamond to first base. So there's options. Best there. third place, best third place, best third base player of all time. Who do you got? Best third baseman all time. All period. Time. Yeah. Oh man, you just threw, you threw that on me. I like it. You didn't give me a prep on that, but um, I'm gonna go with um, if it was just and it's not if it was just defense. 
I would definitely say it, hands down it's Brooks Robinson. There's no doubt about it. That's what I was going to well, say. Well, yeah, but you, 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 you just said you, you said uh, best all. It, it means all around. You, uh, it's I, not well, Robinson. That's what I'm going with. Yeah, but he's not. He didn't hit enough. I'm just saying. Well, all right, so then. I, I how come every time I ask you I got, a question, there's always going to be right. an if, an if, an then if. And I have to go with the. Uh, I got to go with the Philadelphia Philly legend Michael Sh- Jack Smith. Because he could hit, and he wasn't a great average hitter, but he had a, he had 500 home runs, and he yeah. was he's one of the all time. He's he was actually every every game he played, he was hammered playing third. I take it. Listen, <laughs> if he was lit up, he was playing with Larry Bauer and Pete Rose in the early 80s. Who was the, who was the maniac, the outfielder? He Greg was, Luzinski? No, I think he played for the for the for the Phillies. Uh, he, he had he had the Polish. Last name. Greg Luzinski. No, he no, was no. Polish? No, no. He was a maniac guy. Not Lenny Dykstra. Yeah, Lenny well, Dykstra. He, 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 was he on, came after, right? He, but he was on that 93 team that lost to the Blue Jays when, when the wild thing, Mitch Williams, gave up the walk-off to Joe Cotta. That team, when you talk about guys that should have been playing on Cranston Street at the Atwood Avenue field, wow. Dykstra by then had done so much steroids, oh. and he was bloated. Go Google. He was what a he, swollen tick. Go, go, go Google what he's been doing the last 20 years. He's went bankrupt four I, times. I saw a big thing on him. Yeah, he owned a car wash or he something. Had, he was flying in a jet. Total, was, total. Yeah. Train wreck, yeah. but that team had Pete Incavilia. They had all softball players on it. John Kruk. Yeah. I mean, they had Krucky. Some... He was he was an he was an analyst for ESPN. Yeah, for a I very good, him. very yeah. good analyst, and actually a pretty good hitter. Yeah. But then they had behind the plate, of course, Dutch Dalton, Darren Dalton. Rest his soul. He passed away a few years ago. But that team that team came way later in the early nineties. But uh, same for it seemed like Philly's always had those guys. Yeah, Do you know what I mean? Maniacs. Yeah. But I'm gonna go with Mike Schmidt as the best third baseman Schmitty. of all time, unless uh, somebody else could, uh, you know. Email us, send us in something to the sports chumps, and give me another, uh, you know, diversion or somebody else Any, to think see about. If anybody's there. writing, in. I don't see anything yet. All right, so we're gonna move on to a little bit of a touchy topic. Uh, Stephen A. Smith and Kurt Schilling. There was a, uh, some words exchanged. Ah, oh, God, Schilling is saying that Stephen A. Smith is racist, and Stephen A. Smith is saying that Kurt Schilling is racist. Now. I'm not a racist person. If you're ignorant, you're ignorant. You're the same way. If you're just ignorant, you're ignorant. I treat people accordingly. That's just the way it is. We don't. We don't. We're not going to tolerate any racist stuff on the sports jumps. But this topic is a little touchy. I do believe that sometimes Stephen A. Smith, he he does a lot of things for ratings. He screams, he yells, and he makes comments, and he takes them back. Then he makes comments, and he takes them back. Kurt Schilling did get uh, let go from his position because he did make some kind of a comment and he's saying that it was at ESPN let him go because he's conservative. I don't know if you read the article. I think I give you some information on it. What are your takes on this? Well, I kind of what you just said in the open that it seems like uh, you know, not a he said he said he said type of thing. I think you're this, I think you're they're saying the same thing about each other and it's where where does the rubber meet the road? You know, on that one. So um listen, I was a big shilling guy as a pitcher. Do I do I would I want to hang out with him? Do I really like him the way he you know some of his views and the way he is about life and his opinions and maybe being a little too opinionated? No, but I mean yeah, I agree with you on Stephen A. Smith. This guy just gets caught blanche. He can say whatever he wants, gets away with it. I gotta wonder there's gonna be one of these days he's gonna step over the line and say something that he can't take the back. The thing you gotta look at is the ratings of his show. That's the reason why they're not letting him go because he's like I said, he's putting asses in seats. Yeah. He's putting people behind the screen. He's making his comments. People feed off that negative. A lot of the stuff he says is negative. A lot of stuff is positive. It's 50-50 with him. Now, Schilling did say that when he sees Stephen A. Smith out, Stephen A. Smith is very cordial. But then he goes on TV and he talks all the smack about him. So that there, it's wrong. Either you like someone or you don't. Now, I know when you're in business, you have to treat people accordingly and you know the customer's always right and all that stuff. 
Schilling's not no longer with ESPN. So Stephen A. Smith, when they when they see one another, if you don't like the guy and you're talking shit about him on ESPN, right. don't talk to him. You're just gonna incite a riot. Just don't do it. Right. Well, I think this kind of um this kind of came to the forefront today or last night with some of the comments that Smith made about Shohei Otani. And I guess, you know, the fact that, you know, we all know, you can all see, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to see that the kid's marketable and everybody, you know, likes to watch this kid play. He's good for the game, good for ratings. And, you know, I know we got off the topic a little, we didn't talk about the all-star game. You got Otani on the mound tonight with a 4-1 and record. Where do you ever see that? And I asked you this before the show. Well, I don't think he should be starting the all-star game only because, because there's other guys that probably have more of a resume in the first half of the season. But I understand why Kevin Cash gave him the ball. And I would have done the same thing because you just said it before. You said... Asses in the seats, ratings, I get it. And it's never happened before with a two-way player. He's leading off as the DH, and he's also pitching. It's insane. I've never seen this in my life. We may never see it again. Never going to see it again. But but for Stephen A. Smith to say something, he made a, a comment. I didn't like it. He made a comment about the fact that, well, we're going to we're gonna mock it, and we're going to ride this kid's coattails. He, can't, he needs an interpreter. So basically what he's saying is he's insulting the fact that he can't speak English. Now, I mean, I may joke about some of the guys that I work with and say, you know what, God, come on, you guys have been here 30 years now. You should know how to speak the language. I get a little, you know, I... I joke half joking and half serious you know but like this guy's only been here a few years since 19, since 2017 so you know what let's give the guy a little chance i mean four or five years from now if he's still walking around with an interpreter i mean come on let's nah, get it together i guarantee you, you know? by the end of the year he'll be he'll be fluent english better than anybody I know. but i'm telling you Stephen a one of these days is going to step over the line and say he something will. that he can't he can't ride back he can't well, pull the, he's not he can't pull, to, he's not gonna be able to cover his he, ass he can't pull the pull the you know, like the circle change he can't pull it back it's over I'm just telling you. And right now he's making $10 million a year at ESPN, which is crazy. He's going to rub someone the wrong way, and they're going to call him on the cop, and he's going to have nothing to say. That's exactly what's going to happen. He's going to do it to the wrong person. And he also, I'm not, not to get right. I, I wouldn't want to piss off Kurt Schilling. Well, I was going to say, not to get violent, but you, can, you better watch out. If, you know, in the, you know, one of these days you're in a parking lot or something. You say that you know, because you said the wrong thing, you might catch a beat. And I'm just saying, you don't know. I don't wish it on anybody, but he's got a mouth on him. And, you know, he, better, and then he, think, he doesn't look like someone who can back it up either. You talk the talk, you better walk the walk. Yeah. I mean. And listen, Schilling, again, I loved him as a pitcher. Red Sox, don't, bloody sock. Red Sox don't win in 04 if it's not for him, okay? Because, by the way, Pedro at that time was, was, a, was a secondary version of what Pedro really, you know, was. So, as I'm just saying, like, it was Kurt Schilling who came and broke the curse. Theo Epstein got him away from Arizona. And the reason why we won the World Series in, in, in sure. 2004. And, of course, he was on the 07 team also. All that stuff with 38 Studios, uh, I don't yeah, know about any did, of that then stuff. He, then and, he did Rhode Island. Oh, actually, I don't know if it's him that did Rhode Island wrong. Rhode Island okay, wrong. Well, yeah. It's not going into the politics. No, thing. no. Salty Dogs. My man and the Salty Dogs. Yeah, it was a good week. What's, what's good going weekend. on with the Salty Dogs? Good weekend. Um, Actually, uh, let's see. Uh, we played Sunday afternoon at 3.30 at PS Field. Uh, 16-4 victory for the boys. We're 5-0 and now, so things are looking good for wow. the team. undefeated. Um, I really feel like... Um, I don't know. There were a lot of factors in play, even on my end. How many innings? I only threw two innings in the middle because our, our team is so deep. Well, it's like he's got to get other guys in. We got guys that can pitch, you know. Outfield field you went into? And um, what position? I threw. I played a couple innings in left field. Did you hit? Um, no, they don't. They didn't let me bat. Why? Because they because like Costanza says, my presence in that lineup can only hurt the situation. But um, on the mound, on the mound was a different story. So you're no Otani. Yeah, no, I'm not. No, I'm no Otani <laughs> on the mound or in the field. But I uh, know I gotta say, first of all, I, um, it just leads into something. I, uh, I, I, first pitch I throw, I go on the mound. First pitch, base hit up the middle. I said, oh boy, here we go again. I've seen this dog and pony show before. I've done this before. Next pitch, ground ball, a short six four three double play. I'm feeling nice. good about myself. And there was just something in me. I felt strong. I felt good, and um, 
this all kind of ties into my dad a little bit because I do want to thank you for a couple of weeks. I believe it was episode three of the Sports Chumps where you uh, dedicated the show to my dad, Lawrence Salitro Sr., um, who just recently passed away. And I just felt like, I don't know, there was something there that day he was watching that you. tells me he was, he was there. You know, and my brother always says, like, since he's passed, he's like, yeah, Daddy's good. He's in heaven. He's golfing because he loved to golf. Yeah. And I'm like, I but believe he, but all he, that. Yeah, I do too. But he, but he didn't, he never golfed on a Sunday. He golfed every other day and pissed my mother off a hundred times. But my point is, I felt like. Sundays for the family. Yeah. And I felt like that Sunday he was watching me pitch and there was something. I don't know. I, I put it this way I'm 50 years old. I don't have good enough stuff to say, like, I know I'm going to get these guys out. But that, the other day for those two innings I pitched. I knew that those guys didn't have a chance when I was throwing, and my stuff's not that good. So like, what innings? What innings were I went in, um, so three. I pitched innings four and five, and it was just boom, boom, boom. I ended up only facing six batters, one strikeout, and I just felt like he was there, and it was just, it was, it was, it meant a lot because it was the first game that it was my second game back on the field since he passed, but the first game I actually got on got on the mound, which to my f- dad was really all he cared about was me pitching. It was. It Are there divisions? How does yeah, yeah. So, okay. so we have a thirty and over division, which I got out of a couple of years ago because I. You know, it was tough to keep up with the younger younger guys. And now I'm in the 40 and over, but really I kind of should be in the 50 and over because I'll be 50 in another month. So we got three divisions with about six or seven teams in each division, and they separate. Some teams have multiple teams, meaning Salty Dogs have a team in the 40s and in the 50s. So if I wanted to jump on there, eventually I can get in there so too. So you're first place in your division right now. Yeah, we're behind the or ahead of the Dodgers, who are, I believe, 6-1. and one. We beat them 20-7 to seven the other night. That's Frank Rebezzo's team. So Oh, you don't play for Rebezzo no more. I did for years, and then... And I left. To, Why? And he's one of my best friends. And nothing, it wasn't a personal thing. It was more just I needed a change of scenery. And he got me. Actually, it was his fault. He got me involved with the Salty Dogs on those traveling teams that go to Florida. Yeah. And once I got involved in the traveling thing, then I kind of got into that with, with Noah Clock, who's been great to me. And now I'm playing for Spencer this year. And uh, we got a good bunch of guys. And hopefully we make a run at it. Well, that's year. your outlet. Your yeah. outlet is baseball and basketball. Yeah, yeah basketball. You do your thing. You sweat. Then you go hang with the boys. Yeah. That's what you're there for. You're but hanging with the that's boys. That's it. And if you know, I get a couple of innings, it's gravy. It's like, you know what? It's to even get in the game. I'm I'm happy to mop up. I'm I, I'm in a good place when I'm out in the mound. That's that's my sanctuary. That's where I want to be. Well, Basketball in the morning, baseball in the afternoon. There's there's really really nothing like it. It's just playing the game. Well, I will say this. I bet you your favorite, your father's favorite day right now is Sunday because every time you're playing, he's watching down and you just felt good. It's just it was just something that yeah. was going on and you were in the rhythm and <laughs> he was there and it was good. I, I believe it. Nothing wrong. I with believe that. it. But I I also thought for a second. All right, what if I went out and threw those two innings and gave up a seven spot? I don't think I'd be throwing this on the air right now talking about he's oh he was there for me but he's i there. believe i believe no matter what whether i pitch well or whether i get my butt kicked or whatever happens i i, I do believe that he's that he's there and and that it's it's a good thing it's a good feeling and, and it makes me realize how much i you know i missed not playing last year and like i said i gave it up to take care of him and i would do it again yeah, he's, um, he's definitely proud of you and your brother and your mom he's, he's he's up there watching you guys he knows that your mom's in good hands with you and your brother so everything's gonna fall into place everything takes time yeah. You know, I respect you for all this. Every time I called you, I make sure you're all right. I said if you need anything, but you, you never, you know, I, I just, just my nature and I what you that. did for your family is, it's unheard of because right now I take care of my mom. It is what it is. You know, they did a lot for us and we got to do a lot for them. Yeah, I, I just, you know, I appreciate all the times you asked and I also appreciated, you know, the shout out and the dedication on in, in episode three to my dad because, uh, you know, this was another thing that he liked seeing me do back course, in the day. You were good the, at it. You know, I did radio for seven years back yeah. in the day, and he loved it. The and statistician. I, I did some write. I did some writing, and he was, you know, when he was starting to slip a little bit, he could still read an article, and he uh, he took pride in some of the things I did, and he was, uh, like I said, he's still with us. 
You are listening to the Sports Chumps. Our website is thesportschumps.com. We are on all social media platforms. Just search the Sports Chumps. We are on SoundCloud. Search the Sports Chumps. Email Dean or Mike any questions, concerns, or comments. Thesportschumps at gmail.com. Moving on. Chump of the week. The chump of the week. I even I even hate to, to talk about this guy because if, if, if all this stuff is true, it's an awful, awful, awful thing. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to pronounce his, his... Why don't you pronounce his first name? I'll pronounce his last name. That's fine. Barcavius Mingo. Okay. Barcavius Mingo Mandingo. I like that. All right. Now, what he did is, if it's true, it's allegedly he did it, quotation marks. There was a warrant out for his arrest. Allegedly, he took a friend out and the friend's friend, underage boys... Okay, he took him out to dinner. He took him to Nike. Uh, he took him go-kart riding. I don't know. Somehow they ended up in a hotel. The kid, one of the one of the children fell asleep. Next thing you know, his pants are below his ankles. So the, the warrant was out for Mingo, and this is why he's the Trump of the week. It's uncalled for. In my eyes, if I'm the father... I'm going to jail if this is my, if that's my kids. I'm, the, the, the Mingo isn't even going to make it to yeah. court. I probably shouldn't say that. I'm not on air, but I'm no, on the is, podcast. Is, is, is this gla- is this where we we're glad maybe that? And I granted, I always wanted children and I didn't have them. But is this where we're glad we don't have them? Because I mean, this is like to even think of the scenario. This that- guy won. A championship with the Patriots. Yeah, he was a fringe guy, but he got a ring with the Patriots. He was a total bust out. Um, he was actually a high draft pick. He was a top five pick by the uh, Cleveland Browns years ago and uh, bounced around the league a little bit, got a ring with the Patriots, moved out, moved to the Indianapolis Colts, and then I think it was the Bears after that, if I'm not mistaken. And now, um, you know, I, I actually told you that, we, of course, he, we're going with him as the chump of the week, but I guess his agent, we can give him like co-chump of the week with him if we want, but no, jokingly. But his agent, I guess, is pissed off because now, the Falcons who signed them back in early March they cut him right away and I know you and I had this discussion you're totally on board with that I get it but I, my question to you was if it was Matt Ryan or Julio Jones or somebody let, better would he, would let, he have gotten cut let me tell you something if it was Matt Ryan Julio Jones any star player and and, and this is all true and it was allegedly I'll even throw Tom Brady in the mix it's allegedly that they had a child's pants down by his ankles if that team did not get rid of that player. I'm not a protester or a writer. I would be upset. That's wrong. Okay, anybody that does that is a piece of shit in my eyes. You, anyone can get mad at me for saying that. They're a piece of shit. Anybody that does things to children, children don't have any protection. You cannot hurt children. If you do something drastic to them, it's awful. This guy's a piece of shit, Barcavius Mingo. I, I I agree with you, Mike. I guess what I'm trying to say to you is, and I'm not disputing anything you're saying, I totally agree with you, as Otani just popped t- triple digits, 100 on the gun. Okay, anyways, back to Mingo. Um, I, it just, I guess what I'm trying to say is the fact that he's a fringe guy and not a, an integral part of a team. He just bounced around the league, a journeyman linebacker, a special team type player. It's easier for a team to just cut bait right away. Do you know what I'm saying? But that, if, they, if, if this was a star player and, and <clears throat> throw, a star, throw a Matt Ryan. I just, yeah. If I this see. was Matt Ryan and they didn't get rid of him, 
the team is just as much as a piece of shit as Matt Ryan. Yeah, and don't forget, some teams don't want to take that PR hit. Usually, they just cut the guy. But um, you know, things I always say, let it play out. Trevor Bauer last week, let it play out. Told Trump, no doubt about it, but let's let the system play out. Um, I, listen, when you were telling me about it, and I heard pants around the ankles, I'm done. I don't even. I didn't even want to really get into the subject. To be honest with you, it's 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 awful. It's horrible. Bacavius Mingo, Trump of the week. Guy doesn't. Even, there's there's one thing I always say when someone is. I, I know I'm swearing a lot, and I shouldn't be swearing. There might be children listening, but I'm going to say this: you can't get any lower than what I'm going to say. You are. The lowest of low, it, it, the bottom of the ocean is whale shit. Bacavius Mingo is whale shit. He's whale shit, if this is true. Trump of the week, Bacavius Mingo. On to the next topic. I know you got some tidbits. Yeah. Yeah, so um, just a couple of quick quick little pointers, um, little news and notes. Roger Federer, one of the greatest tennis players of all time, he's withdrawing from the uh, Olympics this year. Unfortunately, he's had a setback with his knee. So Federer will not be participating in uh, in Tokyo. So um, and then um, on the golf end, it's open. It's open week at Royal St George's. Okay, so a little shout out to my boy Droops. Droops. Big, big I just want to let you know, Droops. I did not clear my throat you, once you, tonight. You, no, you did it like four minutes ago. You did do a little mini. It wasn't hardcore. It wasn't. Well, Phil, well, it wasn't uh, Philip. Well, well. It wasn't Philip Seymour Hoffman and Along King Polly. But you did one little clear. But he, well, he told you to clean it up a little bit. I'm uh, just saying. I cleaned it up, Droops. I thought you did. I, I cleaned I, it up. I think you've been Go solid. through a little withdrawal. Clean I think it you've up. been solid. I mean, you, you've been. You haven't gone hardcore on the dry roasted over no, there. I it's stopped. I stopped with the peanuts. All right, you housed the Doritos. It's all good. Well, I didn't really. Let me tell you, son. I was on my feet all day. Worked around hospital. I did a little work for the school after yeah. for Wheeler. Here we go with the feet again, but okay. No, yeah. I didn't mention my feet. You nope. mentioned the feet. No, I didn't you just say said I was words. on my feet. Oh, I was said. on my feet. Yeah. Yep. All right. Okay, and then I, I came over here to do the yeah. podcast because I'm, I'm determined to make this work. Absolutely. All my listeners out there, thank you. We appreciate your support. Definitely. I had some Doritos tonight. You're I entitled. Put, I put a little weight on, but I'm not like 360 like I was before. I'm about 270, 28, 270. Nah, you've, come, you've come a long way. Yeah. Like I said, I got to lose about 50 pounds. You go walk and you do your thing. You're at the gym. You're, I give you a lot of credit. I'm too lazy to. I mean, I do nah, stuff you're in, in my shape. No, I do stuff you're in, in the boiler room. Yeah, baseball. I mean, let, let's let, again. You sweat. You sweat on us. So as much work as you put in a Sunday is probably what I do all week. I appreciate work. you giving me the props with like being in shape and all that. But there was a ball. In I left. mean, I mean, we're, we're that, both no fucking pitcher of health. No, I'm not going to be back, on GQ back, anytime Back to soon. the salty dog Sunday. There was a ball in left field that I came in on that I know in my heart of hearts. Five years ago, I would have caught it without having to dive. Instead, I dove and didn't catch it. So I like, and then I got, and I, and, and I. Did you got, get turf toe? I got, oh, no, no, but I got, there. but I got stains on my, on my uni. Uh, oh, you uni. Look, so you look good getting up. I did. I got a little dirt on me. It was kind of solid. Oh, wow. But, um, so yeah, so back to the golf thing for what, troops. What is really open, going on? Open week at Royale St. George's. And, um, I do want to give a shout out to my boy, Paulie D. Paulie Deandra, teammate of mine on the Salty Dogs. He was the guy who uh, reached out about the, uh, the shilling Stephen A type thing. So, you know, we. We know he cares and he's listening and he's, you know, on our squad. It. Definitely, definitely, as we build this thing here. So we're trying, we're trying. I like what our, else? I like uh, our chances. I really wish the candle was lit. I like our chances. Well, I don't think that's going to be a deal breaker or maker. But um, oh. I thought of that tonight. I didn't like the candle, but uh, you like the lavender lemonade. Well, huh? you know what, too. You know what's going on over here, too. The lights are awfully bright. I feel like I got like a spotlight. I'm sweating from this light. Well, I mean, light, bright or not, I couldn't see the label on your glasses, so I mean, it didn't help well, me. So I mean, I don't want to. I want to make any rude comments about your glasses because I don't want to upset you. But you wear like Coke bottles. I mean, Jesus wow. Christ! Wow, what am I, Buddy Holly? All of a sudden, <laughs> what are we doing over here? <laughs> Jesus! Wow, 
You're listening to The Sports Chumps, Episode 5, Mikey Nails, Dean the Dream, getting it done on a Tuesday night in the cave. Doesn't get any better than that. No, it's the best. I can't wait to have a guest on the show. Jimmy did. We're going to have him do the points and the spreads and all that. Yeah. He, right now, I think he's having a good time. He's with his girlfriend. Well, that's, away. that's the thing. He I deserves mean, it. Yeah. He, deserves, he works hard. He sent me a little visual from uh, from Aruba last night to my phone, but I'm going to leave it right there. A okay? visual. Yeah. More all than right. any Jimmy D, I hope you enjoy if you're listening, I hope you're having a good time. More than any normal human being needs to see. Okay. But um if anybody ever ever gets the craving to go to Twin Oaks, go to Twin Oaks. Jimmy D is the way to there, one of the best. Food's the best. Little plug for Twin Oaks. I mean he's personality plus personify. The kids he's jovial, he's happy, and like there's not a worry in the world there. No. And he definitely likes to, you know, he likes his wages and his yeah. his he's it's his outlet. It. That's his outlet. Like me being me being a salty dog, him being uh him I haven't ha- I haven't seen what? a root bear float Mike and Ike. Never. I've never seen one of those things. Well, again, that package, that whole packet over there that the listeners can't see it unless you're not even on Facebook Live, you can't. But um, that's a whole medley of candies that our friend Paulie Voigt sent to me. Paulie Voigt, we love you. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I, I got to go to the dentist tomorrow at 11, so I can't house any of it until at least Thursday. So we'll get on that. But you can house it before we, uh, as we're... You know, doing a little uh, recap later on after the show. No, I don't want to. I, I ate it. Why not? Nah, I'm good. What do you like over you're there? Forcing I mean, food on me. No, man. I'm just trying to be like. I'm, listen, you're. Oh, I keep buying the soft. By the way, my my you know my partner is very generous. Never comes empty-handed. He came with goldfish tonight. Came with Pepperidge Farm cookies. You're killing me with the with the chocolate chips because those are solid. Yeah, but you but can have one. Then you of came those. with the arts. You know, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's that's the bomb mix. That stuff's the best. You're right on point. I gotta yeah. admit, you're, you're right on point. I gotta but, ask you a question. What? You were drinking the Trulies last. We were off topic a little bit. You you were drinking the. I'm not taking it from okay, you. Can yeah, I just hold? Yeah. I know my hands are clean. I'm not going to touch the top. Okay. I know you All got right. the OCD going on. Okay. Last week you were drinking the Trulies. You were teetering around the top, but go ahead. It's okay. It's all good. Go ahead. The Trulies. Yeah. Well, I got to mix it up. The White Claws, they're good too. Well, no, listen. I went and bought a 12, a 12 rack of, of Trulies. Yeah. Fruit Punch, because I saw the Fruit Punch. I said, ah. I went to the liquor store. I said, I'm, I don't know. I'm going to try these Trulies. They're, yeah. pre- they're pretty good. All one flavor, all all the fruit yeah, punch. No, it was it okay, was fruit the, punch, tropical fruit yeah. punch, and all that stuff. Yeah, so but it was good. The, so that's the one I've gotten there. The, that's the one I've got that I had a couple of weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, so so I don't not, like not, I don't like the citrus that much. I like the the fruit punch. If, if I could get all to be fruit punch, I'd be happier. So not to bring to up my, my hoofs again. I won't. Call, I'll call them the hoofs. Yeah. So if it's nice outside, what I do is I get I got I got this giant bucket. I throw ice in it. I put the water you in. You suck it. a couple of trulies down while you're soaking your feet. No, but I go I, really out, I go outside on my patio. I really can't. I got the radio going yeah. i got the tunes going i got I, I i got the i'm phone bang and i call it phone bang because i'm scrolling on the phone and i got my feet in a bucket of water and i'm drinking it truly it's it's actually it's a good thing it's not a bad life no it's pretty not good. a bad life it's and i saw good. pictures from your cave and you are in my cave every week i saw the pac-man that you that you were oh, no, that's, that's, no 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 would you purchase you made a, you see i told you coke bottles would you make a purchase nba jams Ooh. That's a. I always my wanted, my buddy Chris Lisi. I think he was just watching. He I found that for me. Always wanted to get one for the basement, and I never did. That foos, you can have mine. That no, that foosball table's got to go because I never. Played. Well, that's like that's like DG's arcade, nineteen eighty. It's got to go. My boy Mark Lombardi, the Chooch game. Yeah, that. Mark Lombardi. Oh, he's one got, thing I want to say. What? I was talking to somebody today, and I was working at Allen Hospital. I, I saw somebody I haven't seen in thirty years. Yeah. And all they said to me was, "Remember when we used to play wiffle ball? I, I want to play fucking wiffle ball now." I know, not whiff- I know you're not a know you're not a No, we, were, we all were in the day with the curve and making the ball yeah. break and all that. Well, no, I played I, a Mox house. Yeah. All right, we're off topic. Ma- we're no, off that's topic. right. The only thing we have left is this day in sports history. We, we, we've, we've nailed everything, right. so that's our only topic left. It's nice all to right. jump around and play around. And yeah, I want to do the wiffle ball thing. 
Yeah, I mean, like, what, 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 like you got a wiffle ball field? When you're just going to go to an well, open we'll, lot and just start we'll, hacking we'll around? figure it out. All right, you like wiffle ball. Yeah, you're not going to do it. No, I didn't say that. You want to get the chooch involved? I don't care. I mean, he's, he's solid. But you know, I'm trying I'm trying to worry about playing hardball still. I mean, let me let me exhaust what I got with, with, uh, with uh, the Salty I mean, Dogs. Like your brother says, Little League's over. I don't know who says that. Larry. No, my brother. Oh, you got a Little yeah. League game tonight, which, yeah. again, yeah. you know, hmm. he likes to, I don't know, he's Bob Vila around the house. I, I like to... I like to play ball. What do you want me to tell you? Like, we may be close, but we're definitely, definitely opposites. No doubt about it. Oh. Although he's another Red Sox guy, he's happy that the Sox are in first at the All Star break. So life is good. But, Larry, um, if you're listening, we love you. Absolutely. Final topic of the night: this Go day in it. history. Go for it. All right, this day in history, July 13, 2021, is the current date. But in 1971, Reggie Jackson. Oh, Mr. October. Tiger State, before he was Mr. Yeah, October. Who's that, 77 he was Mr. October? 77, 78, it started when he hit the three bombs yeah. on three consecutive who was pitches. He, who was he playing? Who, who he, they, it was his first year with the Yankees. No, who, who were they playing? They played the Dodgers. Okay. And, of course, I don't care that we're getting off topic because it was such a great topic, is that he hit three home runs in that game, but the most amazing thing was he hit three homers against the Dodgers off three different pitches on consecutive pitches. So he didn't go up there working counts. He swung at the first pitch and hit three bombs. The third one was a moonshot to dead center off Bert, off um, Charlie Huff, the knuckleballer. He hit one off Burt Hooten and one off Elias Sosa. Three homers on three consecutive pitches. But in 1971, when he didn't wear 44 like he did with the Yankees, he won number nine when he was an Oakland Athletic. Mm. And he hits a home run off the roof at Tiger Stadium, which has never been done before. Off the roof. It was um, it was uh, July 13th, 1971 at the old Tiger Stadium. The AL and National League combined for six home runs in the game. Wow. Um, Johnny Bench, Hank Aaron, Roberto Clemente, Reggie Jackson, and Harmon Killebrew, all Hall of Famers, homing in that game, and a 6-4 win for the American League. And Reggie Jackson, of course, is the guy everybody remembers from that night, hitting a home run off Doc Ellis, who was tripping on acid at the time. It's going to be a horrible question. <clears throat> You're probably going to get very upset, and I know you hate the Yankees. Never. Who is your favorite Yankee player? Oh, yeah, you're right. I am going to be uh, to even have to because I'm going to answer it because I'm going to. That's my job right here. Yeah, well, but, this is wow. for Paul Riolas. Wow, Paul Riolas, if you're listening, die I know you're a diehard Yankee fan. I, I, Just I, to let you know, Paul Riolas, the Sox are in are in first place. Yeah, on life support in first place, but okay. Well, yeah. um, all right, my favorite Yankee would be easy. I, I just can't go against him because he's such a class act and he did it right. It's, it's, it's Derek Jeter. Yeah. I see me was Jackson Reggie. Yeah, I he, just look because I because he's just my error. And I, I I'll just, tell you where I would, would, would give you a little with Reggie. The thing about Reggie that I would say is I think like see Otani now. We always want to know what Otani's doing when he's batting, when he's pitching. That was Reggie because you know what he was going to probably hit a home run or strike out, but it was fun. Even when he struck out, the fans would it it was box office. You wanted to know what Reggie was doing at he was all a times. Character. And he you know he brought it on and he you know listen he loved the spotlight, he loved the lights. You know he didn't get along with Billy Martin, but you know what. They made it work and won back-to-back championships. And that's really what it's all about is winning. But I'd go with Derek Jeter. He's class act, first ballot, Hall of Fame, total total clutch player. No, he's part owner of the... He's running the Marlins. All right. Do you know who else is part owner of the Marlins? Um, I'm going to say A-Rod or Jay. Who's involved? My cousin Kimmy is part owner of the Marlins. Are you serious? I'm dead serious. Well, she lives in Florida. She lives in Boca. She lives on the... She, I'm not going to say where she lives. She lives in Boca. Oh, so does my uh, sister. She's... she's um, She's she's an awesome person, 
and she just she had a meeting. I believe this is the, the the conversation I had with my mom. She she had a meeting with Jeter and all this, and 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 she is a percentage pot owner of the Florida Marlins. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, she's got to be well to do to even be in a, to yes. have one. If she had she's one, an awesome. She's an awesome. Awesome. If she person. had one percent of the team, that's a lot. She to has say. more than yeah. that. Okay. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So she, and you know, I'm sure, like, if I ever contacted her and said, hey, me and Dina coming up, we, yeah. she's got the, per- the seats and everything. I hope my brother's wrong because he doesn't follow baseball like I do, but I'm saying he, he knows, Larry knows money, mm-hmm. he knows markets, mm-hmm. he knows areas. He thinks that's just a dead dead spot for baseball. He just thinks he'll never win there. Florida? Just, yeah, there's, there's no buzz. you got older people down there. And mind you, the Marlins have won two World Series since 1997. They've only been in existence since... Coach with the mustache. Uh, Jack McKean? Yes. No, 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 no. It was, it was Jim Leland? Yeah. Well, oh, so Jack McKean was the manager in 90... I think 97 when they won it. Jim Leland was the manager in 93 when they won it. Yes. But every time they won the World When's Series... When's the first year they came in? Was it 90... No, they, they were the, no I'm sorry. Their, inaug- their inaugural season, I apologize, was 1993. They won their first World Series in 1997, and Jim Leland was the manager. Okay. Then they won it again in 2003 with Josh Beckett as a rookie and Jack McKean was a 73-year-old manager on that team. But my point is, on both of those teams, here you are, you won World Series with great players. It was a fire sale right after the World Series because they just weren't drawing. They didn't make money, but they still won. you got teams that have, at the time, the uh, the Cubs didn't win it for 108 years. Well, until when, you, two, when you think of Florida, you think of the Miami Dolphins, or you think Fort Myers with the... With the there you go. You don't think... People go into the retirement yeah. to go watch the summer, the, yeah. the, the, the spring games and all that that's stuff. It. And you're right. You're thinking of Marino and the Dolphins and football, and that's pretty much it. Yeah. You're thinking more college football, the swamp with Florida and Miami Hurricanes it's, and all it's, that. It's, Pack stadiums. But, but, I mean, let's face it. Some of the players that came through there at the time, you had Al Leiter and Moises Alou and, and Charles Johnson and Bobby Bonilla. They had super players A week then. ago was Bobby Bonilla Day. He still got I his know, million. I know. That's something about that. He gets well, paid. Didn't he catch the ball? Was that him, Bobby Bo? No, Kevin Mitchell did that in oh, left Kevin field one Mitchell. time. Right. But Bobby Bo somehow finagled his contract. Good for him. Yeah. He gets like a million dollars to like 2000 and. I don't know, I 32 or something? It, no, I think it's 20. Oh, you might be right, 32. I thought it was 2023. I mean, you back then right. when money wasn't getting chucked around, but yeah. he was, and he was a bust, too, with the Mets. Oh. It was just a typical bad Mets move. But um, we've definitely hit some topics today. We definitely. What else uh, you got for us tonight? I don't really have much, much more. Uh, we will have – it's going to be a really good show next week. Um, we're going to have the uh, NBA Finals. It'll be pretty much over by then, I would assume. Baseball is baseball is going to be picking back up. Baseball's coming. I back. think we can start doing some NFL talk. I don't know when's training camp start. That doesn't pretty soon. A yeah. couple, another week and a half, yeah. two weeks. So you're going to have that going on. And um, you know, I, I think I, we talked about the All Star game, and I know it's on right now. Um, I had told you my sentiments on Otani, who I think obviously he's the talk of the league right now. Um, he's the but, Jordan of the league. But I again, I just think at 4-1, and one, there are other guys that are a little more accomplished. The other factor that goes into when you pick the All-Star game starter, Mike, is the fact that some guys, say it's Garrett Cole, for instance. Well, he pitched Saturday night a nine-inning shutout against Houston. So obviously he would be the most accomplished and qualified guy to stop the game, but they're not going to bring him back and burn him out and pitch no. him Tuesday night. So you got, you need a pitcher that lines up and has the proper rest going in. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, the last game Otani pitched was against the Red Sox last Tuesday. So they knew they had him on proper rest, and it's what everybody wants to see. What do they have, a day off after the All-Star game? Well, usually, usually I guess Kike Hernandez for the Red Sox was complaining. Usually you come back on the Friday, but I guess we're coming back Thursday to play the Yankees and he said they took a day off away from the Red Sox and another team but everyone else gets like a day off till Friday I think so so it's kind of like a little quirky um by the way because of 
because of the last couple of years with COVID and, and seasons getting pushed forward, the 60-game the sprint last year um, kind of blows up a trivia question that's been asked to people over the years. What are the only two days in on the calendar of a 365-day season where there's no of the four major sports nobody's playing? And the answer would be the day before the All-Star break the day after the All-Star break. But not true now because you got the NBA Finals tomorrow night. And that's only because well, because of COVID and because correct. the bubble last year and things got pushed all over the place. So that would kind of blow that little theory up. But over the years, that was always a trivia question that people used to say, like, what are the only two days of the season where there's no major sports going on? And it's kind of boring because you're like, there's nothing. Usually they trickle in, like, the AAA and AA All-Star games yeah. in there to try to bridge the gap until, like, we get rolling again in, uh, in the second half of the season. Pretty soon we're going to be talking about the Red Sox and other teams in um, – Less than three weeks is the trade deadline, so it's going to be really interesting to see what teams are buying and what teams are selling. Yeah, it is going to be interesting. There's been some rumors right now, and the Cubs hit a wall in the National League, lost about 15 out of, like, 18, and now all of a sudden they look like they could be sellers. There's some rumors that former Red Sox closer Craig Kimbrell could be coming back to Boston. Not as a closer, he'd be backing up Matt Bonds, who, by the way, playing in his first All-Star game tonight, just got a two-year extension from the Red Sox for about $18.5 million. So oh, he's secure and staying in Boston for two more years. So um, it's going to be interesting to see what Hein Bloom does at the trade deadline for the Red Sox and to even see you know, see what the Yankees do. Are they going to be buyers or sellers? If they're eight, nine games back, are they buying or are they just standing pat or are they selling? It's going to be real interesting. The, the, the Sox are in first place right now. It's all we care about. I know. Nice. I'm going to keep saying it. It's nice for the area. It's I'm nice. Be consistent. They're relevant again. They're enjoyable to watch. So yes. life is good here in New England. I got to say. You are listening to the Sports Chumps. You can check us out at thesportschumps.com, and we are on all social media platforms. Just search the Sports Chumps. You can email Mike Dean at thesportschumps at gmail.com. This is the Sports Chumps episode five. My name is Mikey Nails. I'm Dean the Dream. Have a good night. Thank you for listening. See ya.